Welcome back, brave listener. Your coming back for yet another chapter of Forgotten Memories is admirable, to say the least. This chapter contains depictions of abuse and suicide. Yes, already in just chapter two. As poorly written as these may be, these images may be triggering to some listeners. If you'd rather stay away from these kinds of topics, don't worry. There'll be a recap of the chapter in the next episode. And with that said, we do actually have a really fun episode for you ahead. Welcome to episode two. Welcome, welcome, welcome back. A very special welcome back to Amy. Hello. Hello, Amy. We are back in our less hot apartment. It is significantly less hot today. It is slightly less hot. (laughs) I guess for me it was significant because it was so hot that one day that anything is just an improvement. I guess. We'll see if we continue to drip with sweat this time. It's like a glass half full, glass half empty (laughs) situation here. It's, It's still hot. It's just less hot. Well, if you are here, thank you for continuing on with us because... As you can see from the first chapter, we've got a lot going on already. And I did a preview of this chapter, and I really was not ready. I have not looked at it at all. Yes. I'm very excited for you because I read this at my desk at work. Because, you know, what else would I do at work? And I read just like, I quickly skimmed it to see, you know, how many voices are we going to have to do and whatnot. And I caught a glimpse of one line, and I was like, whoa, I was like, all right, that's where we're going in the second chapter. So to very quickly recap for all of our friends who might be new, in the last chapter, we met our our wonderful heroine, Elle. Not to be confused with me, who is also Elle. Elle is on a class trip to Germany, and she somehow wound up lost because she couldn't read her plane ticket because for whatever reason, the numbers nor the words were in English. And then she ended up linking up with Tokyo Hotel, just the way one does. And now she's on an adventure. There was also a very important moment when the lead singer, whose name I already forget. Bill. Bill, (laughs) yes, Bill told the paparazzi that Elle was his girlfriend. Oh, you're right. How could I have forgotten? throw them off. Yes. They were throwing off the paparazzi, so he made a big show of saying that Elle was his girlfriend and Elle had no qualms. Because, of course, that would make the paparazzi go away. Oh, yes. The paparazzi were just like, well, you know what? We have our answer. Time to go. So, Amy, do you have any predictions going into our latest chapter? Well, I feel like some other monkey wrench is going to come in. I don't know <laughs> what, but the second like interesting plot is going to start unfolding, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also think they're going to go on their tour. Yes. So the first stop might happen. Yes. And do we know where the tour is going? I don't believe that has been specified. I think we find out in this chapter, if I'm not mistaken. Mm. So right now, it seems like Elle's goals should be get home, which, as we all know, very important aspect of last chapter, she is from New Jersey. So we're trying to get home to New Jersey. To graduate from high school. To graduate like in a week, I think. She's got a lot on her plate. We'll see how she's going to handle it in this episode. The title of this chapter, chapter two, is My Best Friend Monica. Oh, gasp. This is already more dramatic than I anticipated. (laughs) There's the monkey wrench. Yes, we're already meeting a new character. I mentioned in the last episode, 
I would tell people they could be a part of my story if they would give me things that I wanted. So I think Monica, while I don't remember who she is in real life, is definitely one of those people who came up along the way. Mm. The description of the following chapter is first dramatic event with an exclamation point and... Oh, dramatic is spelled very wrong. It's Dramatic is spelled so wrong, it's now like the new right. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, dramamatica. Dramamatic is how it's Dramamatic spelled. is yeah. what it is, which sounds like someone did it intentionally. Yeah. I'm pretty... Is, matic is like a suffix that people affix to oh, things. Oh, absolutely. Right? Like, yeah. uh, oh, it's like it's ultramatic, hydromatic. Oh! It's grease lightning. <laughs> This was definitely intentional. This is the most punk rock word I've ever seen. Dramamatic. It's very exciting. And I, I think this is going to be a very dramatic chapter. But I am curious, just on first glance, why is Monica relevant? Monica wasn't here. We're in Germany. What did, how is she going to show up? All right. Are you ready, Amy? So ready. Okay. I felt something shaking my arm. I had such a good dream. I was staying with Tokyo Hotel and I got to pretend to be Bill's girlfriend. Great. Now it's back to hell on earth. That is the most high school sentence I have ever heard. Oh my god. I can hear like all American rejects like move along playing in the background. Just like, oh, the angst is killing me. Oh, very quickly, before we get in too deep, I know that people are going to call me out for this. Christopher Plummer is not American. I know I shouldn't mention this mid-chapter. Christopher Plummer is Canadian, which I learned after we filmed our episode, and I called him an American treasure, and I was very upset. I woke up in the middle of the night, and I was like, maybe I should Google where Christopher Plummer is from, and he's Canadian. That is depressing. It was depressing. I thought we had something that we could claim as our own, but apparently we cannot. We can't claim Tokyo Hotel. We can't claim Christopher Plummer. I guess it's back to hell on earth. Yes, back to hell on earth. When I was 10 years old, my father was diagnosed with cancer. Oh, my. Oh, we're really getting right into it. Since then, not only are we practically poor, but my mom started abusing me. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Incredible. Incredible. I think we haven't even cracked like the thousand word limit. Like in under a thousand words, we have gotten into the thick of child abuse. Like the dramatic backstory yes. of every kind. I know. She really has a dramatic backstory here. She's not just a regular angsty teen. Hmm. She said I always got in the way and that everything was my fault. When I was 13, my father's cancer went away. It's not how cancer works. It's not how any of this works. After that, my mom convinced my dad to abuse me, too. This is the wildest paragraph. Just when it was starting to turn around. (laughs) Elle had this very exciting life lined up. This is also only half of the paragraph. There's still more to go. More is coming. Our entire house smells like smoke and cat now. (laughs) Oh, my God. Cat. (laughs) Smoke and cat. I'm not sure if, like... Are they abusing the cat? I don't like, know. Is, is the, the cat, cat an re- <laughs> Is the cat relevant at all? Are they setting fires? Whoa. Oh, where did where, how did you jump to that conclusion? The house, the entire house smells like smoke. I thought it was like a we smoke cigarettes all the time and just put them out on the ground kind of thing. Oh, I guess Maybe that. I'm wrong. Maybe they're burning things, like they're constantly burning food because they're too busy abusing this child to finish cooking a meal. 
I hope the cat's alive. <laughs> Are they like ritually sacrificing cats? Yeah. Is What's that, going on? Is that the situation? Maybe that's how they got the cancer to go away. There we go. It was a sacrifice <laughs> to the cat god. Yes. Get rid of this cancer. A poor man. Like he, he came out of the cancer slump and he was like, I'd like to abuse this child now. Like that's where I'm going to go with my life. This is rough. I'm usually never home. And when I am, I'm usually getting yelled at. So basically, my life at home sucks. The greatest understatement of the year. This is awful, L. Oh my god, my poor mother. She is listening to this. Mom, I swear, this is not based on you. The house does not smell like cat. You don't A lot smoke. of fan fictions are like this. Yes. It's okay, Mom. It's not you. I swear, I swear, Dad's not listening to this. You can let him know, too. Thank you, Mother. I opened my eyes and saw Bill Cowlitz looking down at me. Oh, a turn for the better. It wasn't a dream. Huh? Oh, nothing. What time is it? 4.30. Now, come on. Why are we up so early? Oh, it's 4.30 in the morning. Ah. Oh. Because we have to get on the plane to America in two hours. Who gets on a plane at four in the morning? Us. Now, come on. Do planes take off at four in the morning? I think they do. I'm more interested that it's a plane to America yeah. instead of any particular place. I agree. I, the plane to America, where will it go? Are we going to New Jersey? This should have been mentioned. They should have mentioned, hey, we're going to America like tomorrow. Also, how much time has passed? Mm. Also unclear. Mm. I think it's been like an evening. They went out, they met the paparazzi. And then they went home and I guess nothing occurred and they went to bed. And now here we are about to board a plane to America with this plane ticket that has arrived out of nowhere. He threw a pillow at my face, but I just threw it back at him. Oh, so you want to play that way. He went and sat next to me and started to tickle me. Oh my God. The sexual tension just shot through the roof because... I hate being tickled, but I feel like that's such a common thing in fan fiction. It's like, they're tickling each other. Mm. Mm-hmm. I hate being tickled, so I'm very, I'm like cringing right now. No, I'm ha 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 ticklish. Ha, stop ha it. Will you get up? Yes. Okay, good. He got up and left after that. I changed into my regular clothes, got my suitcase, and went out of my room. Everyone was standing there with their suitcases. We walked outside and a bunch of cameras clicked away, but we ignored them and made it to the car. When we were inside, I saw Gustav talking frantically on his phone. Tom, who's Gustav talking to? His new girlfriend, who he's obsessed with. Oh, how sweet. Yeah, but it gets in the way too much. Kinda annoying. Oh. Ooh. I wonder who the girlfriend might be. I bet you the girlfriend is another one of my pawns that I traded for food. Mm. But my question is, it seems Tom does not like when a band member has a girlfriend because it distracts from focusing on the band. We have a lot of layers of conflict here, Mm. other L. I see what you're building to here. I know my own mind. So we all sat in silence for most of the car ride. When we got to the airport, I stared out the window. Soon I felt myself fall asleep. And here we have a POV change. This is exciting. Ah, First POV change of the story. Yes. This is Bill's point of view. Very exciting. If it's Bill's point of view, should I read the narrations now? Or will you continue? Oh, that's a good question. I think I, I guess... I guess I will continue to read the narration. I am the stage direction person okay. in this situation. All right, this is, 
The eyes coming up are not L eyes. These are Bill, Bill eyes. eyes. I will do my best German accent to differentiate that this is Bill's POV and not L's. Excellent. Flight 286 to America is now boarding. Come on, we have to go now. Where's L? Oh, look how cute. She's asleep. I'm hesitating because I don't know how to do a German accent. <laughs> I set myself up for disaster. Ah, making promises you <laughs> cannot keep. L. All right. Okay, I'm going to very quickly switch from saying that I really hope he listens to the podcast to hoping he doesn't because this is going to be an offense. I'm sorry to any Germans out there. This is going to be awful. I'm not an actor. I'm really bad at accents. Tom went to wake her up, but I stopped him. It's a, it's an Italian accent. I don't know. You can do the VW thing. Tom went to wake her up, but I stopped him. I'm going to go with that. Don't wake her up. Fine, but you're carrying her onto the plane. Fine. I bent over and picked her up. She's a lot lighter than I expected. I carried her onto the plane and put her in the seat next to me. I watched her breathe in and out. She's so beautiful when she sleeps. I have my hand up like I'm like <laughs> like an Ita- like I'm still trying to do an Italian accent. My fingers are like pursed in that Italian claw. But also this is creepy, Bill. What the hell are you doing, my dude? <laughs> this is just no good. He's known her for a day. No, wait. What am I thinking? I can't like her. I just met her. But she's so cute. You sound like you're trying to be Dracula. I was kind of going for that. Okay. <laughs> He's very Dracula-esque in the moment. Are we going to act like this is not very Dracula-esque behavior? I guess not. No, we should acknowledge <laughs> that. Yes, yes, this is... This is creepy behavior. Sorry, Bill. I'm pretty sure this scene is in Twilight. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So very vampire-esque. <laughs> My image of him in my mind is more like less Dracula and more like the Count from Sesame Street. Like, one, two, three. She's so cute. (laughs) (laughs) I'll train on my accents and I'll get back to everyone. Hopefully by the next episode, I'll be much better at them. And now, so quickly, we are back to Elle's point of view. So I'll go back to my Elle voice. Sorry, everyone. I woke up and we were on the plane already. I saw Bill with his head in his hands. He looked really stressed. Oh my, that's a very stressed pose to be in. Also, can you just like take an unconscious person on a plane and just put them in the seat? Uh, I don't think you can. Hmm. Hmm. Questionable. That seems illegal. That should be another tally is the amount of things that sound like they should be illegal that occur in this story. Also, can we assume that Bill has his head in his hands because he's still angsting? About... About the, I can't like her, but she's so cute. Yes, absolutely. That is 100% why he's angsting. I'm going to make a, an assumption and just assume. I think that's what it is. What's the matter, Bill? Hmm, oh, nothing. Well, okay. I pulled out my iPod from my backpack and listened to it. I basically listened to it for the whole ride. It's like a nine-hour flight. The good for her. She has that much music in her iPod. After a while, I talked to the guys, and then we got to America. Excellent. <laughs> where are we? Oh, actually, that's the next line. So where exactly are we? America. No, duh. I mean, what state? Oh, California. Oh. They didn't take her to New... They could have just put her on another flight to New Jersey. This seems rude to take her out of the way to California. Also, this is a terrible flight that they are not announcing what state they went to. 
So I'm across the country from my parents. Dot, 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 dot. Yay. I guess you don't get along with them well. I said that out loud? Yeah. Oh, whoops. So you don't want to talk about it? No, not really. Okay, then. After that, we all got off the plane, where the paparazzi were asking a million questions a minute. We ignored them and went on to a tour bus in front of the airport. Paparazzi are a big theme in this story. Indeed. I'm glad she didn't tell Bill on, like, the first, second, second day they knew each other about her parents sacrificing cats. I mean, she essentially did. (laughs) I feel like... You know when you set something up and you're like, what's the matter? And you're like, oh, nothing. But you do really want to tell the person. Mm -hmm. She is bursting right now to tell Bill, my house smells like cat. We've been sac- my dad had cancer and now it's gone. We're sacrificing these cats. I guarantee you she'll tell him by the next chapter. I would put money on it. Okay. Yeah. Do we want to make this a bet? Let's do it. How okay. much do you want to bet? I will bet $5 that by the next chapter she spills the beans on her parents. Okay. Uh, what is your counter offer? My counter offer, I will bet you $7. Wow. $7. $7. That it happens in the first half. First half of the, this of the next chapter? First half of the fourth chapter. Okay. The fourth chapter. Okay. I didn't complete that thought. I think you're putting way more faith in our heroine L than you should. Okay. But we'll see. Okay. Oh my God, this is so cool. We've seen better. Whoa. This is so cool. Wait till I tell my friends back home. Speaking of my friends, I should call them. Jesus L, she didn't tell a single fucking friend that she is lost in Germany with a band that they supposedly all like. L is a bad friend. How many hours has she been like also away from the tour bus, away from the, or not the tour bus, the school bus, the school group, whatever? It has, it's undoubtedly been at minimum 12 hours because they went on a whole flight. Non layover, like no. straight flight. From Germany to yeah. California. So like nine hours minimum. And then they had to sleep, which is like, we're going to be generous and say eight hours. At least 16 hours have passed. And also they had to board this plane and arrive home and notice, hmm, Elle's not here. Yeah, now I can understand why her parents might be too busy preparing the next full moon ritual yes. to uh, notice. <laughs> But you'd think at least someone at the school might Would have notice. counted, taken attendance, something. There are multiple bad people here. First off, we have some terrible chaperones who let a whole child go missing. We have some terrible friends who did not notice that their friend is missing nor texted her. And Elle is also terrible for not telling her friends, hey, I'm fine. Also, I'm with a band that you all seem to love. Terrible work, everyone. Hey, where can I get bars on my phone? Try the bathroom. Okay. I went into the bathroom and opened my phone again. It said I had 20 missed calls. Jeez. Elle has no business being annoying. Yeah, You've been what? missing for like 16 hours, Elle. 20 missed calls is an understatement. I'd be upset if I were missing for that long and only had 20 missed calls. I concur. Granted, my parents actually care where I am. They were all from my friends, probably asking me where I am. I was hoping at least one of them would be from my parents, but no. So first I called my best guy friend, James. 
I'm just going to say now, I guarantee you James is going to be a sexual tension plot point. Ah. There's going to be a romantic triangle with James. I bet you. How could James compare to Bill? Bill. And he's very clearly in the friend zone. He's the best guy friend. Mm -hmm. Hello. James, it's me, Elle. Elle, you're okay. We've been so worried about you. Don't worry. I'm fine. And you won't believe what's happened. (laughs) (laughs) Amy just starts to come. I had to read that line at work. (laughs) I was not prepared. I thought I was, but I was not. (laughs) It really is the first dramatic event. (laughs) Oh, dear God. Okay, we need to back up from your line. All right. (laughs) Don't worry, I'm fine. And you won't believe what's happened. Okay, but first I have some bad news. Well? What is this? I can't stop laughing. God damn it, how do comedians read this? How do the people of my dad wrote a porno do this? Well, what is it? Monica committed suicide. What? We found her in her apartment yesterday. This is wild! And that was me. That was not Elle saying that other Elle. We just met Monica and now she's gone. We only have context for her from the title. (laughs) Yeah. And this is her best friend. She hasn't been mentioned whatsoever. And now she's gone. Also, why? I don't know. I can't honestly say if this is a relevant plot point in the story. And you said Monica was probably somebody that, like, yeah. just wanted to be in the story? Yeah. So you made her, like, a corpse? Yeah. I guess, like, <laughs> this was, like, the teenage version of a scam. I was like, you can be in the story. And then, you know, they see the chapter title is My Best Friend Monica. And it's like, yeah, you're going to be my best friend. It's like, psych, you're dead. You never even showed up in the story. But I still got your uh, M&M's. M&M's would probably be something that I would trade. Absolutely. It's like, I got the M&M's. They've been eaten. There's no way to go back on what's happened. And now you're dead. Mm -hmm. This is quite intense. Was Monica on the trip? Did she like leave from Germany and immediately go into the night? Like, I don't know. (laughs) I'm trying to be like gentle about it. It's not a funny topic, but it's just so terribly done. The topic is not funny at all. No. But the existence of like fifth grade angst fan fiction is quite amusing. Yes. Yes, it's the one context, I think, in which I would laugh at this kind of topic. Because Mm -hmm. it's not an actual, like, it's no at all kind of, like, exploration of any kind of serious topic. It's a kid, like, throwing as many complicated buzzwords as they can into a story because it, you know, makes them feel dramatic. You'll see a lot of that as this goes on, like, car crashes. Oh, let me not say more, actually. Let me me leave that for later. Spoiler alert. Sorry, everyone. Buh. But why? We don't know. She didn't leave a note. Monica was my absolute best friend. I met her in the first grade, and we've been inseparable since then. Oof. That should be in the past tense. Mm. Oh. Oh. (laughs) Sad. Oh, Monica. She was always such a happy person. She was always a person who could make me laugh. The one person I would never, ever expect to commit suicide. I suddenly remembered all the good times we had together. She always gave me advice, and I always gave advice to her. So, what did you want to say, Elle? Oh, it's nothing. Good move, Elle. Don't mention that you're on tour with Tokyo Hotel in light of the death of your best friend. So the, uh, 
it seems to me that the plot purpose of Monica's whole arc in here was just to prevent Elle from telling her friends where she was. Oh, I hadn't considered that, but I think you're right. You know, just to give her a reason to hang up without saying where she is. Right. I mean, it is kind of weird that James did not ask. I guess he has something bigger on his mind because someone is dead. I mean, it is a plausible excuse for yeah. why he would forget about Elle, although it's not really plausible, but in the mind of a, you know, of 10-year-old a, yeah. writer, I can imagine why they would think that was plausible. How dare you, Amy? I was 12. You were 12? <laughs> oh. It's less excusable. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, no. It is. Everyone had the angsty fan fiction okay. stage, I think. I think Elle has a lot on her plate. I think that this is supposed to be contributing to her overall angst and why she can't focus on the relationship that mm-hmm. she has blossoming right before her eyes. Oh, yes, yes. that too. Yes. So she's too grief-stricken. I would bet money that <laughs> Bill Cowlitz providing comfort to Elle oh. becomes a situation Oh yes, soon. I agree. I can definitely see, you know, like, We're in a low-lit room on a tour bus. She's sad, curled up in his arms, his hair long and bushy in her face. I see it now. I hung up and slouched onto the floor. I felt myself start to cry. My life is falling apart. Finn. Finn. End of chapter. And what a chapter it was. Indeed. The highs, the lows, (laughs) the ups, the downs. What is real? This really took us everywhere. Yes. And you know, we were promised in the summary of the story that we'd have a little bit of comedy and a little bit of drama. And I feel like we actually got that with this chapter. Our author delivered because we had the moment of a, like a little sass when they arrive in America and she's like, no, duh. What state are we in? That was a little, that was a little fun moment there. Yeah. And then we have the angst of Monica. Indeed. Yeah. I'm just imagining 12 year old. Uh... Thank you. 12-year-old you, our writer, just with, like, m M&M, <laughs> but eating the red ones. Yes. So that, like, as they're, like, melting in your hands, because it's recess, right, mm-hmm. the red M&M stuff, like, looks like you have blood on your oh. hands. Oh! That's what I'm imagining. The page is smeared with red dye, and it's just so angsty looking. Indeed. Ooh, Indeed. I think, I think I actually have a photo of me holding up, like, the story when I wrote it, so I'll have to find that. We'll bring that up on the Instagram. Yes, good. Yes. I feel bad for whoever Monica was supposed to be, unless she wasn't a person I bartered something off of. I think it was, but sucks to be you, whoever. If you're listening to this and you were Monica, ma be. I didn't mean to swindle you like that. Though, I wouldn't put it past this story for her to, like, somehow come back from the dead. I was just thinking that, like, could they resurrect her? Probably. Honestly, yeah. I mean, the parents can already cure cancer by sacrificing cats. What else can they do? We can cure cancer. We can fly across the country at a moment's notice. Why can't we raise the dead? All right, chapter three. (laughs) We have to read chapter three right now. I'm curious. All right. So do you have any predictions for the next chapter? Uh, I predict that Bill Cowles is going to comfort grieving Elle. Either that or this whole plot will be forgotten, one or the other. Uh, (laughs) It can really only go one of two ways. The problem is, when we've seen this with the two chapters, just two that we've read so far, is that shit's just getting thrown at the wall. Mm. We can't really anticipate what's going to happen next. So I don't necessarily know that any of this will be relevant in the next chapter. I'd like to think that it will be. We laid the groundwork in the first chapter. We have a dramatic event. But I would say with almost 99% certainty that this plot line is forgotten by chapter 10. 
That I would agree with. So we've now got four predictions out of this episode. Yes. One, uh, we predict that James is going to be like a secondary love interest. Yes. Two, we're predicting that Bill's going to comfort Elle about Monica. Maybe. Uh, Maybe. Three, Elle's going to tell Bill about her abusive parents. And I'm going to owe Elle $7. (laughs) And, uh... What's the, oh, it's all forgotten by chapter 10. Yes. I say there's a very good chance that all of these things occur. All right. I'm so tempted to just like read the chapter little blurbs for the next couple chapters just to see like, does Monica come back? Like, is she going to be a zombie? One little spoiler. And I only say this because it's chapter like 60 something. There is magic. Oh. Magic makes an appearance. Oh. Yeah. I remember when I went to an open mic once, I asked someone to give me a number one through 84, and I read whatever chapter that was, and it was that chapter. It was like in the mid-60s, and I hadn't read it in a really long time, so I didn't quite know what the context was, but I remember reading it and being like, holy hell, like where the hell is any of this coming from? There was like magic. They're in Eastern Europe, like not even in Ah. Germany. They end up in another country that I will not say because we were going to go full international and we'll wait on it. I don't picture Monica as a zombie. I picture her as a sad ghost. I think in the story after this, there's a ghost. Oh. In the the sequel, there might be a ghost. No. In a different fan fiction, but also about Bill, there is a ghost. The ghost was important, though. It was actually a plot device. Good to know. Yeah. All right. I look forward to things to come. Yes. And as usual, don't forget that you can follow us on Instagram at First Fan Fiction Podcast and like us on Facebook at My First Fan Fiction. See you next Monday. (laughs) 